0: Boom, we're back with the 117th edition of the Quarantine Cast. I am joined by Kevin Kroom. He uh, just got signed to the UFC, had a remarkable debut. Um, without further ado, I'm uh, really excited to have him on. What's going, What's going on,
1: man? How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: I'm doing I'm doing great, man. I really appreciate you uh, You coming on. I've been a fan for a while, and you, you made it. You're in the UFC. How does that feel?
1: Ah, oh, man, uh, spectacular.
0: <laughs> like, I mean... Amazing.
1: Uh, like, I mean, obviously I don't want to, but I can die happily, you know? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to, to start talking about the, the pandemic. I mean, obviously the theme of this is quarantine. I started it in quarantine. So have to start by asking the, the basic, how are you doing in quarantine? What's the pandemic like there? And, and what are the protocols going on there?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, man, I mean, I guess I'm the wrong person to ask. My life has changed very little, like, apparently, my life is pretty much in quarantine. I, uh, go, to the, I go to the gym, and I, I work outside. Uh, and if I'm not at the gym or working, I'm on my couch. Like, that's all I do. So I don't really know. Like, obviously, you got to wear masks everywhere. That's only – honestly, that's the only difference in my life is I have to put on a mask to go to the grocery store. Like, only thing that's really any different.
0: I feel like a lot of a lot of fighters say the same thing. They're like, I mean, I'm pretty much I pretty much stay at home, go to the gym, go back home. So,
1: yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, I've been watching the same amount as Netflix for the last few years. Like to be honest. So like that's not the best, but I'm really fucking good at fighting. So whatever.
0: <laughs> I want to touch on Nike because you, you did test positive, and uh, obviously people say that. You know, symptoms tend to carry on later on. You may not notice it right away. Um, as someone who's had who tested positive for it, have you had any symptoms?
1: No, I mean, I I have felt spectacular all year long. And like, well, actually, to be honest, I I like I got really sick in like January, and then uh, and then other than that, I've fucking felt great all year long. Like, I I had no idea I had it. I felt great. Everybody around me, like. The people I live with and everything, no problems. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I have nothing to worry about for me.
0: What was it like when you got the news? I mean, obviously, it's like this massive deal worldwide. People are freaking out, and then you test positive for it. Was there any bit of like worry, or was it just ah, eh, it is what it is?
1: Uh well, that could be. I, I found out. I found out because I got signed. It was my, the day of my 13-year my anniversary of my first fight. And I got woke up at 5.45 a.m., say I got signed, I'm, I'm fighting. Got on a plane, flew to Vegas. All my dreams have come true. Everything's amazing. Fucking chilling, top of the world. Go to sleep, top of the world. Wake up. Uh, and then like 10 o'clock the next day, called me, got, got uh, tested. Uh, tested positive. So then they were, They gave me another test. So like if that one came up negative, like there's a possibility I would still fight, you know, and so there was like six hours where my life was like turmoil, you know. And then, and then once once it was for sure I was positive, I got cut from the UFC, signed, cut within 24 hours, like what I've wanted my whole life, followed by the thing I haven't wanted my whole life, uh, you know. Uh I mean just a roller coaster of emotion and uh I mean so that's been the craziest thing like that COVID's done to me. I mean that whole roller coaster ride. But uh I mean other than that, like once once uh I got back home I like got a little bit of perspective and uh and the whole thing worked out really well for me. So whatever.
0: <laughs> I think that sums up 2020. You know, just a roller coaster of emotions. One minute you're on a high, the next minute you're getting slapped in the face with this news of you getting COVID, getting cut. And um, but back, back to being the the on day. a
1: high. So like, I mean, I know, I know a lot of people have had really shitty years, but my year's been fucking the
0: tits. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get to that to, to that point. So obviously, you, you you got cut. You 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 you're supposed to fight. You got cut. And then you get a call. Last minute, we've got a fight for you. Don't – can't tell you who it is. You don't have, you have no idea who it is. You get there. You get to the arena. It's literally on 10 seconds' notice. You accept the fight, and you get it done in 31 seconds. So uh, ridiculous, unbelievable. So kind of describe that emotion. And uh, was there any hesitancy with everything that went on, everything that's been going on to, to not take that fight?
1: The, the thing that I was the most worried about is I just ate a bowl of – Um, and if you know anything about cutting weight, eating a bunch of sodium before you sweat a lot isn't, isn't amazing. Uh, so I was worried about that. Uh, my manager called me, told me that I had to get on a flight and I had to leave like fucking now. Um, and, uh, I immediately called my coach. I mean, obviously I accepted called my coach and I'm like, Hey man, like I'm fucking freaking out. I just ate this food. like, what? what?" And he's like, Hey man, don't worry. The fight's at 55. I was like, "Oh, okay, no problem." And that, so that was the only like second of hesitation. Was fuck like this? Cutting this weight will suck. Like I'll do it, no problem. But this this is gonna be a shitty twenty four hours. Uh, and then, yeah, man. Once I found out that it was at fifty five, I flew to Vegas. Got to Vegas. We ate sushi that night. pigged out. Fucking. And then
0: 1 31 seconds, man, it's fucking spectacular, you know? It's uh, it's funny because this isn't the only uh, circumstance. You know, in 2020, so many other guys have done it. Justin James is a great example, prime example. Yeah. And I thought he, he did a great job setting the blueprint of how to get it done. Do it early, right? Like, you don't have a whole lot of time to train for cardio. You can't really watch any film. Go out there and get it done early. Was that the, was that the game plan, just – I have a certain amount of time to go out there and put him away. Um, that's what you did. <laughs> nah, man.
1: To be honest, we thought it was gonna be a brawl. <laughs> uh, like I didn't know who I was fighting uh, until I got to the airport uh, and like I found I found James, my coach, and I'm like, uh, so who am I fighting? And he like laughs. He's like Roosevelt Roberts. And I mean, I I knew I I'd seen him. I'd seen him fight before. So I was like, all right. And he like just gave me a look and he was like. It's not going to be your toughest fight, you know what I mean? Like, like insinuating like it's going to be a scrap, and so like as soon as as soon as I saw the look in his eye, I just fucking like reserved. All right, we're going to war. Let's go and fuck, man. I didn't have to. <laughs>
0: what was it like getting your hand raised in the UFC? Was it? Did it feel any different than? I mean, you've had. Thirty something odd fights. Was it? Did it feel any different? Um, and did it feel? When did it really start to sink in that you know what? I just got to win in the UFC.
1: Fuck this morning.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, every day, every day. Uh, I mean, yeah, it felt, it felt amazing. It felt like everything I wanted it to be. Everything I fucking waited for. You know, what I mean, I've been doing this for thirteen years. I've had a harder road than most because of my own dumbassness. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, I mean, the fucking roller coaster ride of emotion that my career has been, and mm-hmm. then to fucking be there and to do it like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was fucking spectacular, man. I mean, it made it all worthwhile for sure.
0: You mentioned 13 years, and I think there is one fight in there that I, I think a lot of people will overlook or ignore, but I think it really is the uh, the turning point in a lot of people's career. You were on a high note, you had a quite an extensive winning streak, and then you lost a split decision to Jesse Brock. Uh, I, I know you probably don't, a lot of people don't like talking about their losses, but I think this one's important because it really was a close fight, um, and it could have been the turning point. I mean, you've had you on that fight, you were on a quiet tear, you could have gotten a call yeah. then.
1: No, I, so I I had been in contact with them. They wanted me. The UFC wanted me to fight. I had been offered to fight like a few weeks before that fight, but I was contracted with MFC and I couldn't get out. And so they said, "Win that one, and you're in." And I fucking lost a split decision. I'm sorry. Okay, but go ahead. What was your question?
0: Yeah, I guess it's kind of what is the biggest lesson from that from that fight, and I guess a message to anybody who's who experiences that same thing. You're that close, you lose.
1: Uh, man, stay in the gym and don't, don't fuck around. I like my, I allowed my life to, uh, go into a downward spiral for there, You know, like, uh, I, I like let one, one fucking downfall stumble me and fucking roll me down the hill, you know? And like, that's not like the, the difference between, you know, uh, regular people and champions is the, the time it takes them to get back on track you know, and like in that, in that experience, I, I sucked. It, it <laughs> I did a somersault down the hill for a couple years, you know, and like, uh, yeah, man, stay in the gym, be around people who care about you. And if you need to switch things up, get people who care about you and, and people who know what they're talking about, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it really, it really did pay off. And like you did mention after that, you did go through a, a little bit of a slump. It, it really turned around and it's, it's good to see that it, it, kind of came back full circle uh during that time was there any moment where you were like oh my god man I'm 13 years into this my dream is the UFC I was that close I lost it was there any um time where you kind of doubted whether or not you'd ever make it yeah I mean
1: yeah (laughs) yeah for sure man like I mean a lot of soul searching a lot of uh trying to figure out who Kevin Kroon is as a person and like uh like uh cuz i i wasn't sure what i was going to do i lost a few fights in a row my confidence was low like i didn't fucking know what to do i i like had i had it whatever it is i had it and then i lost it and i was very aware that i lost it and i didn't know what to do and like luckily i got it again for sure but like like that's all i can kind of say about it is like there there was something missing i like fucking forgot something i like I had it and then I lost it. It's like the only way I could describe it, you
0: know. Um,
1: yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry. I kind of spaced the Like, was that answering your question? Like,
0: yeah, that that did answer it. And and I kind of want to bring it full circle because 2020 for a lot of people was a roller coaster, and it was for you. Um, as was your career. You got you got your win. You got the bonus. Everything is exciting, and then you get news. Um, and. Uh, you know, it's it's not the greatest news, not anything that a lot of people want to hear or talk about. But uh, that being said, man, what was it like getting that news? Um, and and how are you? How are you dealing with it?
1: Yeah. Okay. So the news you are referring to is I popped on a test for THC marijuana of the reefer, littering and littering and smoking the reefer. Yeah. Um. So I took the fight on like forty eight hours notice. Obviously, I got high in the morning then I left. Uh, yeah. so I left on Wednesday. No, I left on Thursday. I flew out on Thursday. I had to make weight Friday, fought Saturday. So, I mean, I got high Thursday morning because I mean, that, that, that's what I do. I, I like to smoke weed and, uh, I, I work really hard and, and that's my jam. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I didn't know, uh, got on the plane, told, told you saw told the UFC, Hey, obviously i like, I just smoked. Um, uh, I'm in no problem with them. The UFC and me are good. Uh, didn't really think anything about it. The UFC called me, or you saw to called me like the week afterwards, and just kind of discussed like my smoking habits and like what, what, I don't know, kind of kind of what I do. And then uh, I don't know. A few weeks later, I I got a call from Jeff Nowinski, and we like talked about the whole thing and basically. Nevada, uh, the Nevada State Commission is a bunch of fucking dickbags and smoke like marijuana is legal in Nevada, yeah. but you can't fucking smoke and fistfight, you know, and like they're, they'll give me no breaks because even because I took the fight on a day's notice, you know, so like, so then they turn the fight into a no contest. Uh, you know what I mean? Which that's a bunch of dicks, but, uh, whatever. Um, like I won't ever refer to it as no contest other than talking about it right now. Like I fucking won that fight. Ask him how he feels. Ask him if he feels like it's a no contest. That motherfucker lost. And we all saw him lose.
0: You yeah know. Mar- marijuana isn't a per- isn't a performance enhancing drug you know it, you're not gonna smoke smoke a joint and go in there and perform better because you right. you, you know and especially
1: it, when you like the last time you smoked was two days ago Like you yeah. know what i mean like if it was a performance enhancing drug which it's not but like you would have to smoke it right beforehand and i smoked it two days before you know what i mean like so yeah whatever uh Man, I've been eating adversity like potato chips, and I'm just gonna keep doing it. Like whatever. Uh, uh, I I'm suspended at the moment. I can fight again next year. It's not a big deal. That that's not like the we deal. Um, it's actually kind of nice. Like for once, I can like just be off for Christmas. And I mean, I'm obviously still in the gym, but yeah, you know, like I mean, I'm I'm not worried about like the last few years I've been trying to take a fight short notice anytime. Like, you know, so I've just been ready. Now I can kind of take a deep breath. Um, I got fined 1800 bucks. That sucks. You know what I mean? That's like what I made from my last fight outside of the UFC.
0: You know what I mean? I mean, you did get a performance bonus, so it it doesn't. uh, For sure. For (laughs) sure.
1: Like totally. Yeah. That's still, I mean, fuck man. Like that that sucks you know uh whatever like uh but the thing that i just found out i just signed my next contract and uh i looked at it and i don't get a pay bump because technically i didn't win these fucking cocksuckers man you know what i mean like uh whatever whatever i get it like it is what it is uh that was an expensive joint I smoked. <laughs> you know what I mean? But whatever. Um it doesn't it doesn't really bug me. I mean, like it bugs me when I think about it, like, ah, oh, that's bullshit. But I don't really fucking care. Like that fight changed my life, gave me like the kind of, like validated me as a person. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I believed I believed I could do that my whole life. I believe that I could do that the all these 13 years, you know what I mean? And then I did it. And like, so like now I'm like, I don't know. I just feel fucking great, you know? Uh, and, and they can't take that away from me. So I don't fucking care. And I will get my first win twice and all bonus, both pocket times. I don't care. Like, uh, I, I, I just signed my contract. Can't, can't discuss it or anything at the moment, but, uh, it's going to be a good one, and I'm going to bonus again. So, like, whatever. I'll get my first one twice.
0: I love it, man. And, and I think that's the mentality you have to have. I mean, like, you think about all the other guys. I mean, the, the Diaz brothers did that their entire career. right? <laughs> Elias Theodoru. Like, there's so many other guys that have done it. Um, and it really is a silly, silly rule. Every other sport has it legalized. And, um,
1: and, so. and most most of the other commissions okay it. Yeah. Like it's, it's like Vegas. When it's legal in Vegas... Like, yeah. like uh, that's frustrating, but whatever. That's out of my control, and the only thing that's in my control is me fucking the next person up I fight, and that's the plan. Like, you know, so.
0: I want to talk a little bit about, uh, about working with guys like um, Grant Dawson and James Krause because, I mean, yeah. they're both monsters. Grant Dawson is an absolute beast, and James Krause, I mean, his legacy is cemented forever for the stuff he's been doing recently. Just taking taking fights on thirty seconds notice up a weight class, very similar to what you did. Um, what, what's it like working with those two?
1: Uh, uh spectacular. I uh, I highly suggest uh, that if you want to be in this career, if you want you want fighting to be your career, you get somebody uh, who is in a position that you want to be in and you get behind them and and you do exactly what the fuck they do. Uh, James is in in a position that I'd like to be in. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of weight in the organization. He's been doing it for years. He's a fucking gangster all around, you know? And, uh, I see him every day in the gym and I can fucking mimic and do exactly what he does, you know? And, uh, that has done, uh, leaps and bounds for me as far as my technique and just my perspective and everything in my life. Uh, as well as you know f- fighting too uh and then grant Dawson is a fucking savage and uh like to be honest like uh my my friendship with him has changed my life like uh, our our bond through this sport and like just fucking being right or die for each other like uh it's just changed my life and made me a better person and uh I fucking love this sport, man. Like, you know, the camaraderie between uh, your teammates and, and just – there's nothing like it, man.
0: It really isn't. I mean, I've heard so many other stories and other gyms where guys are pretty much – what like if – you know, you, you hurt him, you hurt me type thing. And it's really – it really is a family in, in a lot of these gyms. And um, I think that the key is finding that gym. There's a lot of people who feel like a number in a gym. And I think yeah. the key is finding a gym where you feel like you're part of the team. Yeah. And it looks like, especially man. with a guy like James Krause, it really is. If you're man. not in it to be part of the team, like a Buckley, who's been talking a lot of t- trash as well, um, don't <laughs> come here. <laughs> like yeah.
1: Yeah, man. Uh that's what something uh, like right about the time that all that bullshit that started all this between them happened uh we were getting ready for my fight and uh, we were just kind of uh talking about the gym and everything and a james has created the best team environment i've ever seen or been a part of uh i've been around a lot of gyms and i've seen a lot of things and the environment the atmosphere in our gym is is one of a kind uh and we were having this discussion and and we were talking about how that needs to be protected you know like uh we're getting to the point where like uh we just have enough people like it's that it needs to be protected we can't be letting fuckers in you know and and messing up our vibe throwing off our energy you know and uh and like right i swear to god like as soon as we have this conversation like the next day he like hit him up and like got all fucking cocky and like like oh i'm trying to help y'all it's like well why are you hitting us up you know (laughs) but uh yeah man so yeah uh find find people who care about you
0: don't just be a number yeah i think that really is a message that a lot of up-and-coming fighters especially need to uh need to take into consideration because they hear like oh big gym i gotta go there and it's not about that it really and, is and,
1: i mean i totally i i did that you know like uh I, I went to jackson's and i i moved in and uh not that there wasn't a lot of things that i learned there for sure like uh i mean for sure go around check places out you know but definitely like uh find a home where where people care about you you know like uh like a uh, coach and a uh, coach and athlete relationship is so close it's like like my brother my father you know what i mean like it's like a yeah. weird it's a weird thing so like get somebody who has good in- intentions for your life you know what i mean like uh, i know without a doubt james will fucking do anything for me 100% i can call him right now and he'll help me out with anything just like I would do for him, you know, like, uh, and yeah, man, find that.
0: I want to talk about, uh, last question, it uh, was a huge fight this past weekend, Davis and Figueroa had a, a massive win, so did Brandon Moreno. I don't know if you watched both of those fights, but they're uh, they're turning it around quickly, doing something that you do, fight <laughs> fight on short notice. Uh, yeah. They've got a little more than 24 hours notice, but uh, what's yeah. your prediction for that fight?
1: Uh, man, uh, I think Figueroa, uh, he's the man. He's the man at the moment, you know, uh, I, I guess we'll see. But, yeah, he, he's the
0: man at the moment, it looks like. He's a savage. Scary, man. It's a scary dude. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, man, is there anybody you want to uh, to thank or shout out? Any sponsors before I uh, let you go? Uh, uh,
1: uh, I'd like to thank uh, HKA USA, man. They uh, got really good uh, fight gear. They've been helping me out for sure. Uh, Brian Ives, Hillbilly Fightwear, Lisa Gore. Uh obviously James Krause, Grant Dawson, Gloria MMA man. I love him to death. Take
0: care. All right, man. Thanks for the time. I've been a fan for a while and I'm I'm glad you're finally in the UFC. And uh man, can't wait to, to see this next one.
1: Hell yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. It's good talking to you.
0: All right, man. All the best.
1: All right, have a good one. Bye.
0: There we go. Uh Kevin Kroom. I've been a fan of his for a while, as you heard. Uh man, he's uh he's had a, <laughs> a roller coaster of a career and a roller coaster for 2020 but uh, expect great things from him. Um, and if you haven't yet, make sure you donate to Prostate Cancer Awareness, and uh, be sure to, where is it, like, comment, and subscribe, and I'll see you guys in next-